I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I'm Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining, and thank you for joining part three of my interview series with Trevor Carney. Now, I did this interview with Trevor last night, and it's heavy, or I felt the heaviness of it. And yet, as I sat with the information afterwards, and I love Trevor, he's a beautiful soul, and I and I really in some way feel called to hold space for him to bring this information out. And yet after the episode recording last night, I felt heavy. I was like, man, this is heavy. And then I got clarity on it is heavy. And as I talk about bringing darkness into the light, part of my supporting Trevor is to stand and hold that space so that the darkness can be exposed into the light. And so as you listen to this, it's not to feel the heaviness. It's not to feel a doom and gloom. It's not to feel like they have power or they, the elites of this world um, can do anything to you. It's for you to go within and find the love. And I'm going to say it over and over again. And look, the deconstruction of theology, religion, philosophy, everything's being deconstructed right now. But I'm going to continue to use this word, God, and I'm going to continue to use the word, the love of God, the love of God. Find it within, go within yourself and find the love of God. Stay in it, bathe in it, breathe in it, live in it, walk in it, speak in it and from it. Because this is what we are originally made to do. And we are remembering this. And as we do this, as I talk about, you'll hear uh, justice, this download that I got about justice in this episode. As we do, we create the world we want to see and leave their false paradigm, the matrix behind. And these dark forces and these power brokers and these principalities and rulers of darkness in high places, they're they lost, they lose, it's over. Claim your authority, walk in your power and be the light that you are called to be as brother Trevor is doing the same. So everyone enjoy. All right, brother Trevor, back for round three. Thank you for coming back on brother. And, and you know, everyone um, who's watching this right now, episode one, and episode two or part one and part two is what we've called them um, are wild. You know, they're not the everyday average person's a story, nor is it um, the everyday average person's um, content that they're dealing with every single day. However, what's beautiful about you brother and the mission that you're on is your mission impacts everyone around that really impacts the world. Everything that you're sharing, this is a global narrative. 
But my encouragement as we unpack more today to every person, when they stand in their truth and when they speak their truth and when they bring all those secrets into the light and no longer walk, have a bifurcated, there's some things I'm holding on to and I know, but I don't want to share because I'm afraid. That's how they win. That's how the darkness continues to win. That's how these false idols continue to win. That's how the, the, I don't even like the term Satanist anymore because it's even become pop culturized. Uh, The church of Satan put out a big uh, post about how they stand for peace with Ukraine. And it's like, these words mean nothing when they become diluted, but every single one of us, when we bring the darkness into the light, we're free. And so brother, I just want to say thanks again for coming on and sharing all the amazing, wild (laughs) stuff that you have shared. And and I'm glad to have you back on brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I never thought while all of this stuff was happening back in the day that you know, it, it would come to a time where I would be dumping stories and experiences that I'd had that would actually impact and change the world. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff, but I needed, as we were saying before we came online, it's like after our last talk, I was saying that towards the end of it i started feeling my stomach was like there was something going on with my stomach and then after the talk i was just kind of ill with release it was like my body was relaxing because i've been watching everything that's been going on for the past two years and i've known what the real agenda was what was really going on behind it but nobody was willing to listen and nobody really it kind of had to run its course and everybody had to find out for themselves that there was a lot of lies going on. And then, you know, we had to sit and wait for everybody to realize that so we could start guiding them towards the real truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here we are. Here we are, brother. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, the, um, I was watching this video the other day and he was asked this, I don't even know who the account was, but it was a beautiful brother, British guy. And he was talking about freedom and people saying that they want freedom. And he said, well, what type of freedom, freedom from government, freedom from addiction, freedom to do whatever you want, or do you want soul freedom? And I thought that's, I'm here for the soul freedom yeah here i've talked about the world doesn't need more macho men it needs more courageous liberators of souls it needs people to stand in the gap for others and bring forth all this to share our truth and your truth your experience your story um is an important one to share and you're an important person brother and i don't know if you know, I don't mean from prominence. I just mean like in a state of honor, I honor you for everything you've shared. And, and I really bless you, man. Cause it's, you can imagine everyone listening. It's not a joke to talk about this stuff. It's not like, Hey, no big deal. These are real. (laughs) This is the realest stuff. And so I really do want to honor you and I hope you receive that takes a lot of courage. And that is what a soul liberator is, is a courageous person. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's like, I've always been a warrior for God Mm. in some respects, even when I was going off the trail, 
you know, I was still, I still had my silver cord attached to the trail. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a crazy ride, man. It's been a crazy ride, but now I know why I was targeted so much the whole way through is because they knew that one day I would be standing, speaking to the world about my experiences with them. Mm. You know, these people know the future, as you know. I don't yeah. know if yeah. a lot of our viewers know, but these people know the future. We've got an Akashic record, which is a record from our soul of every experience we've ever been through, every smell, anything we've ever seen, anything we've ever heard. It's all recorded. Just like this, just like this interview. It can all be accessed and gone through and yeah. all of these uh freemasons are you know they're into divination and they're into things like this and yeah. witchcraft and crazy stuff that they do with people's souls like soul consciousness uh transfer and mm -hmm. it's really really um you know nasa ain't got shit on the witches the warlocks and the wizards yeah yeah that's where it's really at Right. It's not in the physical world. It's all as above, so below, right? So if it's in your head, it's got to make its way out. That's right. So it's like we're here to baby step and walk people through this and explain it to them like they're five, mm. you know, like about how this system works and mm. how they snuck in the back door and they start laying out their little, yeah. you know, obstacle course so they could, you know, try and make a land grab for Earth. Mm. And we're there to slam the door in their faces. That's right. Hard. That's right. I just wrote something down because it just came to me. So anagrams are, you said NASA and NASA is an anagram for Satan and the serpent that if anyone, I mean, I think our, my audience probably is aware of this by now, but the two pronged red tongue that comes through the NASA logo, there's no astrological or uh, there's nothing astronomy uh related to that there's nothing in space related to that that is a serpent's tongue and that also makes a t when it crosses the a and nasa is satan like santa is an anagram for satan um sanat different ways they spell it um, not a space not a space agency yeah not a space not agency, a space space agency. agency. That's, right. that's right and i was thinking mm -hmm. you said the freemasons and i was like why what is this thing about lodges 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 there's Every there's everywhere you go, there's a lodge. And I thought maybe lodge is an anagram for L E L, which is a name for God. Mm. God, G O D L God, the God, they, they go into their lodges and they worship their form of God, which keeps the people made in the image of the God, the creator, God blind, depressed, depressed and just siphoning off all that creative energy. And this mm -hmm. is the one thing that the Bible talks about. Um, and, and again, it's funny after our last conversation, people are really triggered about the King James Bible. <laughs> it's hilarious. Even people in the truth community, they, they like bugs them. Oh, okay. Regardless of people's opinion of the Bible what's fascinating is the King James Bible is the only Bible that uses the word Lucifer in Isaiah 14, 12. So it says, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning which did cut and weaken the nations. And then it says, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will send above the heavens of God. I will be like the most high. I will be, I will do, I will do these things. He says five things that he will ascend and he will be greater than God. And 
Uh, all other Bible versions replace the word Lucifer with morning star. Ironically, there was no other place in the religious world where the word Lucifer was ever mentioned except the King James Bible, but people accept that the word Lucifer is a word today. All right. So then how could they get the word Lucifer from any new Bible version mm. if it's not in there? So that gets back to epitomology and, and the, the origin. But my point is this. Lucifer says in Isaiah 14 that I will be like the most high. What's fascinating, though, is the one thing Satan cannot do. The one thing this being, whether, you know, I know we've watched things and I, you and I have talked about is Lucifer, Jesus is one and the same, all this morning stars, sun in the morning. Regardless of all that conversation, the one thing Satan cannot do is create. Mm. He can just steal. He steals. He manipulates. He takes the genetic code and makes something else from it. But he cannot create origin. He is mm. not the creator. God. But that's that's why he took the Bible as well, right? That's why they infiltrated the Bible. Hundred percent. And the so the Bible to me, the Bible to me, is like a roadmap to the new world order. It's like, you know, obviously, obviously I'm, I'm a big believer in Jesus, right? And I'm yeah, a big yeah. believer in love and I'm a big believer in God. Yeah. That's enough. I don't need a book, right? Yeah, a, 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 a thousand page book or, or a 66, uh, uh, yeah. um, book, 66 book. books yeah. that are going to fucking flick through, right? right? But so like, like if we get to the end of the Bible or revelations and stuff like that, they say that. You know, Lucifer's going to come back and he's going to run riot for seven years. He's going to fucking destroy earth. And then Jesus is going to come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you're listening to that, all I take away from that is, is that, oh, okay. So Lucifer's going to come back. He's going to destroy the place. We just stand back and let him do it. But then Jesus is going to come back after. So right. when there's nothing left and they've already killed everybody, Right. And destroyed right. the whole place. Yeah. It just doesn't make it doesn't make sense the right. way that right. yeah, there's just just too many lies. There's too many. Then all these priests and everything that they're doing in these churches is all completely satanic right. to the highest drinking Jesus's right. blood, the body of Christ. Well, let me eat that. And then it turns out that the Satanists are into cannibalism and drinking blood. I don't think there's any uh, coincidences there. Yeah. I don't think there's any coincidences anywhere on earth. I agree. So it's like, I'm not Bible bashing. I'm not no. talking shit about Christians. I'm a Christian, right? Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I'm, a, I'm, a, I, uh, I question everything. Everything. And it's like, I'm here even as, the word as a star Bible, seed. Even the word Bible, Ba-Bail. Bail, is, Bail. it's Ba-Bail. Yeah. And Kabara 369 or the Bakara, it's all the same thing. Or I was thinking about this the other day. I know this video, Watch the Water, you know, watched yeah. it. You know. I didn't watch it. I couldn't be arsed. Yeah, some people. Uh, How the fuck could you? Sorry for the language. Right? I'm going to try no, and it's put all it It's all good. Yeah. How could they get that much snake venom. They, they, you would literally have to fill the whole of earth with snakes and then take your time to try and extract this. Oh, but they're saying it's synthesized, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's bullshit. Just like everything else, without saying trigger words, yep. they've, set up, they've set up a lot of little things 
yeah. for the last couple of years for us to look at and go, oh, that's the one that's going to kill us. Right. But they're like, you know, some people will look at stuff. And if you believe it, it's just like telling somebody, sorry, you've got three months to live. You've got cancer. As yeah. soon as you say that, you set yeah. something off in that person's head. There's no going back. Manifest. Yeah. That's Witchcraft. It. They yeah. manifest their own death. Yeah. So that's what these that's what these dark magicians have been doing. And like a lot of these Freemasons, freak masons, fraud masons are they're not just the CEOs of these massive corporations. They're in everybody's towns. They own the grocery stores. They own the gas stations. They own all of these little businesses that we need, our core businesses. And you might wonder, where did they come from? They came from the colonial settlers who came originally from, you know, places like Germany, England, Scandinavia, the Vikings. The Vikings are dark, 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 dark. All of them. They come from a dark bloodline. It's in them. You know, they're out clubbing baby seals every year. They're out finning dolphins. They eat shark. They all this stuff. And you can say that's just your culture and you know, that's just what we were brought up with. But pedophilia was their culture as well. Yeah. And so was human sacrifice. So as far as I'm concerned, I've tracked a lot of this stuff back to Scandinavia, to Sweden, Norway, uh, Denmark, Iceland. Mm. And uh, I know from the elite circles that there's a lot of Scandinavians that work in the Vatican as writers. How would you be a fucking writer in the Vatican? If the Vatican is where all the knowledge is, is kept mm. to be distributed. Now, I was told there's a guy that I know and his dad who killed himself, who was also raping these kids. He, uh, his job was to uh, transcribe, um, transcribe ancient manuscripts and stuff like that. And this dude was a fucking piece of shit. Mm. So is his kids. His kids are current day pieces of shit. Mm. One of them, uh, when I was in Iceland, which I'm going to touch on tonight, I was staying in a friend's apartment and he was in the apartment right below mine. Just by coincidence, right? Another coincidence. But I ended up finding out that he had a satanic altar in his apartment right under it. I was like, I would meet with him sometimes. You might bump into him uh, in town and stuff like that. And like, he was mad into coke and drugs and all this other stuff, but you could see that the lights were on, but nobody was home. Some days you'll meet him and he's like super outgoing. How are you? And other days you meet him and it's just like stone. Mm. It's like they, they, they're doing all these rituals and stuff like that. There's another guy, Ezra Miller. Have you ever heard of him? An actor, mm. uh, one of these sealess arsehole Hollywood actors, <laughs> a girl also in Iceland, told me that he was there and that, you know, he was uh, he was hanging out with different girls over there and that he was sacrificing kittens mm. in rituals. So I was looking for him to uh, have a chat with him mm. and um, I couldn't find him. But she, she was afraid of him. She said, this dude is dark. Somebody should really do something about him. But uh, I never caught up with him. But tonight I wanted to... In my last few interviews, I've been trying to strategically get information out there about who are the most dangerous and who are the core of this um, conspiracy against hum humans. Yeah. Um, and, and Iceland.
Plant is is one of their core core places. Mm. So tonight, um, I'd like to touch on one of the elite families of Iceland and put out what I know about them and and how they've gang stalked me. Yeah, how how did you get connected in the first place? Um, in about two thousand nine two thousand ten, I was at an event in Los Angeles. And I got introduced to a guy by the name of Frederick Oliverson. Mm. And Fred is from Iceland. His dad is the Richard Branson of Iceland. His name is Jón Oliverson, mm. uh, spelled J-O-N, John Oliverson, mm. O-L-A-F-S-S-O-N. And um, so I met up with him. I, I, I met him there and we'd kind of, bump into each other at events and we had we had uh we had friends mutual friends in common and um then we start hanging out and then his mom moved to i to to la from iceland and they asked me would i help them out to get cars and a few other things so i, I got his mom a car and i met his brother his elder brother christian who owns icelandic glacial water which is a water company in iceland mm. he also owns um a vodka company called Helix, mm-hmm. DNA strand Helix. Um, and then his dad, he had owned all of the media in Iceland. Mm. And that's why they called him the Richard Branson of Iceland. But he sold out his uh, all of his media stuff mm. in, I want to say, the 90s or early 2000s. And um, that would have been sold to the cabal. Mm. obviously because they bought everything right they've been buying it over the last 50 years but he owned a cinema out there as well but um i was friend friends with fred for years when i left america um i came back to ireland and i decided to build uh, a supercar uh, workshop in london which i did with disney and i talked about that before yeah and um so i called fred and i said i was thinking of going to london i said um i said i'm gonna go there and open a garage and he said why don't you come and stay with me you can stay in my apartment he said that i'm leaving so i went over there and i was paying i was renting his apartment off him and um we got to know each other more we were spending a lot more time together and um at the time I was doing that and he said that he wanted to start a music festival. Mm. So he was working on, you know, the music festival stuff at the time. We were partying together hard for a long time, you know, while, while we were working on putting our businesses together, we were, you know, we were partying a lot. And, um, so Fred ended up doing his music festival. It was called, uh, secret solstice. Mm. Sounds occultish, right? Um, so um i've got a lot of history with him and his family over the last 10 years you know he'd he'd pop in and out of my life a lot but um just before corona happened in 2019 i was at an ayahuasca retreat in barcelona in spain and i had done my first night with the shamans and during the day the next day i headed to the beach and i was just getting into the ocean you know get that 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 salt water and and cleanse myself and um 
I got a, I got a text message from Fred. And he said, uh, where are you, man? He said, I really need your help. And I said, um, I'm in Spain. And he said, can I call you? I need to speak to you. I said, well, I'm at an ayahuasca retreat right now. And I said, so I'm kind of zened out right now. I'm not really, you know, I'm trying to prepare myself for the next night. He said, well, this is important. <laughs> so I said, go on then. And so he called me and he said, uh, he said, so basically he said, I've got an issue over here. He said that there's a guy who runs a limo company here in Iceland that we used for one of our music festivals. And he's sent somebody after us because he said that we owe him money. And I was like, okay. I said, so you owe him money? Uh, he said, yeah. He said, but he's after sending the biggest gangster in Iceland after me. And he said, this guy is threatening my sisters and their kids and my mom and my dad. And he said, this guy is out of control. And I said, well, what do you want me to do about it? And he said, we'd really like if you'd come over and maybe talk to him. We know you're, you're, you, you've had experience speaking to people like this in the past. And he said, would you come over? He said, we'll pay for it and everything. So I was just sitting there saying, oh, I don't want to be dealing with this right now. This has nothing to do with me, you know? And it's like, it's drama. I'm at an ayahuasca retreat. It's like, I'm, I'm here trying to offload trauma. Yeah. This dude's trying to drag me into something. So anyway, he, he said, look, I never ask you for anything. He said, can you come over? And I said, look, let, let me go do my, my night tonight. And I, I'll see how I feel after that. Hmm. So I went done the other, I did that night. And uh, then his sister started messaging me and she started saying the family would really feel better if you'd come over. Uh, just knowing that you'd be here would make us feel better and all this shit. And um, so I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, I'm a loyal person. I, 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 I'd stand up for my friends, you know, like there's no, uh, you know, everybody knows that's what I'm like. I'm very loyal, you know? So I ended up saying, right, I'd come over and I said, uh, somehow it popped into my head and I thought it would be a good idea to bring Stefan Erickson with me, mm. who was the guy I was in the Ferrari Enzo crash with. Mm. He's the head of the Swedish mafia. Right. Yeah. So I thought, because it's another Scandinavian country that I'll just bring Stefan with me and <laughs> Stefan, I'll just fucking walk in here. These dudes will just fall faint when they see him walking through the door and there won't be a problem anymore. Nobody needs to, you know, go at everybody. And, you know, my friend and his family will be okay. So we ended up, um, he said to me, um, will you come over then? So anyway, right. I leave there. I go from Barcelona back to London and I'm in London. He said he'd pay for my flights. He said he'd sort everything out. He said he'd pay, pay me to go over. And I said, I'll tell you what. I'll give the money to Stefan because Stefan's doing me a favor. And I said, I don't want any money. I'm I'm helping a friend. So we got a telegram or a WhatsApp group going and we said, right, we'd come over. And um, so he said he'd pay for the flights, but then all of a sudden he wanted me to pay for the flights because he didn't want any links to him paying for my flights if something happened. I said, well, Fred, nothing's going to happen. I'm just coming over here to talk to somebody for you, like you asked me. So 
we booked the flights. I had to pay for them. And he said he'd give me the money when I get there. And I was like, whatever. And we get there and um, we all landed at the same time. Fred was flying from Amsterdam. Uh, Stefan was flying from Frankfurt and I was flying from London. And we all landed at 3 p.m. 3, 3 p.m. in and around that time. So we all met in the arrivals duty-free area. And uh, so we're grabbing our bags and we were walking through and they, the police pulled me let them walk through and they pull me, start going through my bags, ask me what I was doing there, all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, they let me go and I went in there. So anyway, we, we go from there to uh, Fred's dad's house, which is right in the center of Reykjavik. And his dad is there. His dad's saying, thank you so much for coming, blah, blah, blah. And his sister showed up and did all these little minions running around, you know? And um, they start telling us the story about what had been going on and, you know, how, how can we figure it out? So they start telling me this story about the limo guy. Apparently, he said that the limo guy was annoying the celebrities in the cars on the way from the airport to the music festivals. He was trying to take pictures with them and all this stuff. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, that sounds like most limo drivers. Mm-hmm. And he, he was trying to say that they didn't know this guy money anymore because he had caused them issues. But realistically, this guy had paid 30,000 euros himself to rent cars, pay drivers, and, yeah. and bring these people up and down this road. So I was like, Fred, you owe this guy money for sure. You know, for sure you owe this guy money. So... We were trying to track down this gangster guy who was doing all the threatening. So we got a hold of his dad, who was apparently the gangster of Iceland. Mm. And we were like, right, we'll scare the shit out of his dad. And then his dad will get his son because we couldn't find the son anywhere. And that will be the end of that. So then the son shows up. His name is Saivar. And, uh, you know, they were talking mad shit about this guy. They were painting him out to be really something horrible you know so i said uh i got a hold of one of his friends and i said look i want to talk to him and he was like uh you know we don't want any trouble or anything and i said look i don't want any trouble either i said i'm not here to cause trouble i'm here to just mediate between you guys and try and figure this out right so he said he'd meet me at a cafe and uh i said right i'll meet you and he said come alone I said, yeah, no problem. So Stefan and the rest of them were like, no, no, we'll go with you. And I was like, no, no, that's fine. I'll go on my own. So I went to this cafe and I walk in. I see him sitting there and he's wearing a wife beater and his arms are huge. And like, I'm a stoner walking through the door. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like but, but I immediately knew when yeah. I saw him, yeah. I was like, I like this guy. I'm yeah. going to hit it off with this guy. Yeah. So I sat down and I started talking to him and he was a little bit, amped up because it was like who the fuck do you think you are coming to my country trying to tell me what to do here and and i said look i'm not i'm not coming here to do any of that i said i'm here right now to speak to you and find out your version of events so he started to tell me a story from his side and his story made a lot more sense Mm. than their story all right yeah so this is where it takes a turn 
So I left there and I went back outside and Stefan was sitting in a car waiting for me. And I got into the car with him. He said, well, how did it go? And I said, it went really well. And I see, he said, so what did he say? I said, well, he gave me this version of events. And I said, to be honest with you, I think I believe him more than I believe them. And he said, yeah, that sounds a lot more plausible. Mm. So it was a strange scenario, very, very strange scenario. And he, this original phone call from Fred came while I was at an ayahuasca retreat, while I was there removing trauma, removing witchcraft, removing curses, removing spells. And all of a sudden he's on the phone trying to get me to Iceland. So I'm going somewhere with this. But 10 years before this happened in 2019, in about 2010, he had a music festival in Los Angeles and we had mutual friends. And I remember at the time, something happened with them while they were throwing this event and everybody fell out and there was something going on. I didn't care. People were talking about whatever that, you know, something happened or whatever, but I didn't know what happened, but I knew they'd kind of fallen out. Well, it turns out that one of the producers for the music festival went on to Fred's laptop to try and pull up a booking for one of the artists or whoever was playing there. And he found child porn on Fred's laptop. So I didn't know about any of this at the time, but this is what happened. So then that was that. I didn't know about this for years. Then in, I want to say about 2000, 2015, a friend of Fred's came over to my house one night. Two of us were having a few beers. We were talking. It was just me and him. His name was Jan Francis, right? And Jan was uh, a promoter, club promoter. He owned his own uh, clothing line and a few other things. And he said, look, there's something I want to talk to you about. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And he said, remember when all of that shit went down in L.A.? when we were having the raves with Fred. I said, yeah. He said, do you know why that happened? Do you know what was the backstory to that? I said, I don't know. I just assume egos in the room, right? And he said, no. He said, basically, somebody went onto his laptop and found Mm. some, he's not not some, found a lot of child porn. Mm. So I was like, you know, it's shocking stuff to hear. Yeah. So I was like, what do you mean child porn? Like child porn, how? Like 16-year-olds, maybe just below 18-year-olds? He said, no, Trevor. He said, this was babies. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, what do you mean babies? He said, Inf- infant babies. Yeah. And he said, it was violent. I nearly, I nearly died. I didn't know. I didn't know if he was, was he drunk or, or what? Mm-hmm. So it was heavy shit, man. Very heavy shit. Yeah. And I remember when I was in, when just, I was in, I, just a side note, I want you, I don't want you to lose your spot, but Steve-O, the, the, 
jackass yeah. personality had a tattoo of a, a guy raping a little baby. Yeah. And he's one of them. So they all these guys know exposed and then they cut, he covered the baby up with an ostrich, but the original photo of him is there's a man raping a little baby. What the fuck? What's wrong with these people? They're obviously demonically possessed, right? So, so uh, it, it, this is crazy. So, After hearing that, you know, I, I hadn't seen Fred for a long time after that. Mm. And I was staying away from him. And I remember hearing, you know, his dad's evil and all this stuff. His dad's like a serious businessman. He takes no prisoners. I wouldn't fuck with him. And like I told Fred in the past, I don't give a fuck who your dad is. Mm. He doesn't intimidate me in the slightest. <laughs> and um, But after hearing that and then everything coming out, from fall of the cabal and we were starting to hear about things like that i started to realize that this was true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um then i started looking at his dad his dad hangs around with quentin tarantino like that's one of his that's his best friend they talk to each other daily he hangs around with the rolling stones mm. um he's heavily involved he's, he's at the oscars i was with fred one night when that while I was in Iceland for this scenario that was made up that I was sent to Iceland for, um, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Gervais had had let the audience have it at the Oscars, oh, yeah. right? About yeah. pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. So Fred was sitting on the couch one night. He was just back from America. And we were watching this on the news. And I said to him, I said, uh, did you see this shit? So he's, he's proper now, now knowing that what I was told, right? So I said, did you see this? So, so I switched it on and I was watching Fred while Fred was watching it. Do you know what he turned around and said to me? Mm. He said, oh, I know I was there. And I said, you were where? He said, I was at the Oscars. I said, you were at the Oscars a few days ago and you came back here. And you didn't tell anybody, you didn't tell me, you didn't come up in conversation that you were at the Oscars. Like, that's something you would tell someone, right? Yeah. yeah. And he, he just went like this. He said, it's just another event, isn't it? Hmm. Strange stuff. It goes deeper. 6666 is his phone number. And he's selling tap water, the water that goes into people's taps in Iceland. He said bottling that and selling it at a premium. The whole country hates this guy. Mm. He's got a terrible name. Mm. I was like, I'm wondering how I ended up linking up with these people and what they want with me and why they brought me to Iceland to begin with. Mm. And I truly believe it's because they put witchcraft on me. And when I went to that ayahuasca retreat, and I, it, it just so happened to be the heaviest one I'd ever been to. I had two shamans on my own. And, and, and that's that's really powerful room. Yeah. I was crying all night. I was like, I was going through it. And then the next morning I wake up with a phone call from Fred that he needs help. Mm. So he brought me to Iceland. And while I was in Iceland, there was just so many different crazy scenarios that were being thrown my way. And it was like 
I was super balanced and very, very calm after my AI experience, right? So when I got there, I wasn't as easily triggered as I was before. Yeah, you were because I was walking around with all this trauma in the past and I was drinking my way through it to try and deal with my trauma. And it's like, I've got spiritual gifts that I've been kind of denying myself for for years and they've all been coming back online and, and you know I'm quite psychic and you know I'm very aware and I pick up on things Fred fucking knew it mm. and Fred knew I've been watching him for years he knew I had heard about this and I never said a word mm. now two uh three weeks after Jan Francis told me this about Fred he was found dead in bed so he's dead now after he told me about Fred the guy that told you is dead? The guy who told me was dead within three weeks after that. Wow. Supposedly died in his sleep at like 31. Then I've linked. Then I start thinking, what do these people want with me? Then I start realizing that I've been running my mouth for years about the Gettys. You know, if I could be in somebody's kitchen four o'clock in the morning and we're all drunk, we're all telling stories. And that's the story I'm telling. I went into somebody's house and I saw some crazy shit. And something's not lining up. And it's like, this was on my mind for years. Mm. And now all of a sudden, I linked Fred to the Gettys. And mm. anytime I brought up the Gettys or the Disneys or any of these other elites who all just turned out to be satanic, I hadn't a clue they were satanic to begin with, right? Mm. He'd go very quiet. He'd never say anything. He never asked me, could he meet Disney or any of this? And that's like something you would do if you're a networker, right? Yeah. So I was like, I start really realizing stuff. And it's like, I've, I've linked them to so many people. Oh, Fred's sister-in-law started a clothing line not long before we went into this little uh, show that we're all living through. And it's called No Room for Morons. Mm. And the sigil for this clothing company is sixes and nines upside down, all tied into each other. Check it out on, on, on Instagram or whatever. No room for, for morons. And I think like it's got an anagram of numrum or something like that. Hmm. So like there's a lot of coincidences going on here, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Just so many of them. Just random. They're all very random, but they all tie in. They right. all tie in. Yeah. And all of these people know each other. They know each other well. They're, you know, at their rituals or whatever they're at. But I have to come out about them because they're, this family, you know, they, we've done the Gettys. The Gettys is like, yeah. they're the tip, tip top of everything. Mm. And you got Disney's who are probably side by side with them. And then you'll have the Rothschilds and all these Rockefellers and everything under them. Mm. But the originals are, 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 you know, the Gettys and the Disney's, but this Oliverson family are like, you know, um, they're also connected to, so the music festival, right? I started to notice that, oh, so the band, it's sorry, the stage names for the festival where Asgard, Hell, all these, they're all, um, occult names right the main stage was called hell mm. then i started realizing that the people that were playing at these events were satanic mm -hmm. so i remember fred at the time he gets most of the the most of the people that would perform at their events 
come from William Morris Agency. Mm. And William Morris Agency runs Hollywood. Mm. And the main man who runs William Morris Agency, his name is Mike Simpson. And Mike Simpson of The Simpsons, right? This is his show, The Simpsons, right? And The Simpsons is made to pre-program people to what is their will and revelation of the method and whatnot. But Mike Simpson, I remember Stefan Erickson, who was in the Ferrari crash plan, talk about Mike Simpson. And had I ever been to Mike Simpson's house? And Mike Simpson lived in uh, where is it? Be- Beverly Park, which is in the very top of the LA mountains, overlooking everything. It's where Eddie Murphy lives and all these people. And um, I heard there's some crazy shit goes on there. Mm. Full of prostitutes to begin with, full of coke. But now, now it's looking like there's a lot of this mm-hmm. pedophilic stuff going on, hmm. you know? And they're all, they're all, and then it, Fred's dad, right, his Instagram, like you just go on his Instagram and look at it, right? It's John Olverson. He started, a, when, a, when the, this media circus started, he started putting out, you know, I noticed a lot of his friends were dying. And he was, he was putting out uh, remembrance pictures of them on his Instagram page. One of them was Steve Bing. Mm. Steve Bing jumped off a high-rise uh, um, apartment block in Manhattan to his yeah. death because of pedophilia. Quentin Tarantino, there's a picture of him going around with somebody's foot in his mouth and, and it's been tested forensically and they're saying that it's either a nine-year-old nine boy's foot or an 11-year-old girl's foot, you know, judging by the mm-hmm. knee to the foot and everything. I'm sure you've seen this, right? But um, they, um, they have another – here's another funny one for you. They have another music festival in Lake Tahoe, and it was called Altus. Mm. And when I was in Iceland – I was just going around banging on about Freemasons all the time. I've just been Freemason <laughs> on the brain, right? I've been Freemason on the brain for the last 15 years. Just, you Freemason, you Freemason. Mm. Um, and I was watching Fall of the Cabal, Out of Shadows, all of this conspiracy stuff. I was Googling crazy shit that would put you on a watch list from Fred's apartment. <laughs> and um, one of his guys who lives with him who was a, a main production manager for his music festivals was, was, was still there, but Fred was already over in Lake Tahoe. Right. So Eagle is this guy's name. Eagle was getting ready to leave. And I was looking, I was, I kept saying to him, this is before any of the media stuff started in the last two years. Right. I psychically knew this was coming and obviously I was watching everything as well. And I said, I wouldn't bother your ass, man. I wouldn't go over there. Cause I said, you're going to end up getting stuck there. I said, something's coming. Mm. He said, like, what? I said, I don't know what's coming, but I said, something's coming. So I was I was rabbiting on about this with him for a week. And he said, well, I don't know, man. I'm just going to go anyway. So he he left one morning and he flies over there. As soon as he got to the airport, the music festival was cancelled. Wow. Corona started and the music festival was, was cancelled, right? But two days later, I get a... I get, a phone call from Fred and he's crying, crying down the phone. Fuck you. You fucking did this. 
you ruined my music festival. You didn't want me to be happy. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, this is all your fault. And he was sending me all these crazy text messages, blaming me for everything. At this stage, he'd flown to Florida where he was staying in Florida in his brother's house. And his brother was saying to me, what, what did you do to Fred and all this stuff? And I said, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? He's like, it's like I manifested the whole agenda to, to ruin his music festival. But look, he knew that I knew stuff about him that I wasn't saying, but I was staying there to get more information on, mm. to get more information on his dad, to get more information on his family. And they're all involved in it. And every one of them are involved in it. Mm. These are what I'm finding, including Stefan Erickson. His, when, when I was in that Ferrari crash with him, his business partner's name is Carl Freer, right? I was keeping his name out of this for a minute, but now it's time to bring it in. Carl Freer is one of the biggest con men on the planet. Mm. And he is an absolute psychopath. Dangerous, really dangerous. And they had a video game console called Gizmondo. And Gizmondo was supposed to go up against the Sony PSP back in the day, right? And um, this video game console, this little video game console that they had, their whole selling point for it was that you could track your children with it, that it had a SIM card in it. This is before we had iPhones, right? That I had a SIM card in it and that you could track your children. So because there was children going missing, they said that they got the idea for it after those two girls went missing in, in, in the UK uh, with that guy, Ian Huntley. They mm. said that's where the idea came from. But also there's another feature that this thing had, and this is 17 years ago, facial recognition. Carl Freer owns the patent, the technology to facial recognition. And what are we dealing with today? We're dealing with, they're only releasing this facial recognition stuff today. And the new thing that Carl Freer is working on is um, he's got this new, these new drones that are X-ray vision and that they can see through concrete. They can see through uh, metal. And he's he's selling these drones to the military. Now, this guy is a disgraced businessman globally through mm. through many different businesses. You know, he runs and burns these. He takes people's um, investment money and then he goes out immediately, buys himself a Rolls Royce or whatever. So I met him with Stefan Erickson the first day that I met Stefan Erickson. Mm. And... Um, Another story that I forgot to tell was the Gettys told me that they wanted to sell Lookout Mountain. And they said, if you know anybody, because I was dealing with a lot of different elites back then, like daily, I was with multiple of them at daily, linking up with them, giving them cars, whatever else I was doing for them at the time. And um, then after they said that to me, Carl Freer said one day, when I was dropping a car off at their offices, he said, um, we're looking for new offices. We're going to move up into the Hollywood Hills. We want like a house. He said, if you know of anything, let me know. So I said, just so it happens, 
the Gettys have a house. It's a very unique place that would make a kind of an office because it was an industrial building, right? And I said, I could organize a viewing for it if you wanted. And he said he'd love to. Coincidentally, he would love to, right? So I was like, all right. So I ring John Ladner, the judge, pedophile judge. And I said, um, I, I think I have somebody interested in the house. They want to view it. So I start telling them about Carl and Stefan. So I organized a day for us to go up there. And um, I rocked up in a brand new Aston Martin. They rocked back up in a, in a brand new Rolls Royce. We went up to this house. We get out and I introduced them to John. So we're, I walked Stefan, who was in Ferrari crash with, Carl Freer, it's one of the biggest gangsters on the planet, and um, and John Ladner, who works for the richest people in the world and is a pedophile and is a, a Satanist and he's a judge. And I, I'm in the house with all of these people and I'm walking them around. And I remember, like, I got on with Stefan back then, you know, and it was like, I was like, I was saying to Stefan, this place is fucking weird, man. Mm. this place is weird and he was like yeah and he was walking around it but I had mentioned that in, in my other talks that there was this art hanging up in Lookout Mountain and it was the same art that I saw in the fall of the cabal and Anderson Cooper's house I've recently found out that a lot of this art is painted with blood mm. have you ever heard that uh I, yeah, yeah. And life force is in the blood, right? Yeah. And these dirty scumbags are on adrenochrome. And adrenochrome would switch on your extrasensory ability. So apparently when they watch these or look at these paintings, they ain't seeing what you and me are seeing. They're seeing something more. So while we were in there, we we're walking around. And Carl Freer's walking around with his sweater around his, his shoulders tied up like a little sailor, a little blondie sailor from Sweden, who's a killer, a murderer, for sure. He's had people whacked before, for sure. I know this for a fact. Um, while we were, when we were leaving, now, to be honest with you, I didn't connect. I didn't connect the dots that they might be linked to each other in any, any way until when we were leaving, Carl was getting into his Rolls Royce that someone else paid for. And... He looked at John and he did an eyes like this. And he said, I love the, the art, but it was like, there was a moment. There was a moment where they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a moment. But of course, back then, I didn't know. I didn't know about this art. I knew by looking at it, it was gay, right? Mm. But I didn't realize it was anything like it really is. So I believe in my heart of hearts that those people know each other, knew each other, conspired together and were gang stalking me, knowing that I was the anointed one that was coming here to pull them down and that I wouldn't be stopping. I'm a machine. <laughs> I've been on this road. And on this journey and on this mission since I was a child, since I went to boarding school. Mm. And I realized that these nuns who are supposed to be looking after these children were actually the ones who were brutalizing these children. Yeah. 
So like I was on a mission. My dad died as well. I wanted to know about the spirit world. I wanted to know where he was going. I, I, I've had so many questions since I got here. And the questions are just mounting at this stage, all right? But I've figured a lot of them out. I've, I've figured out a lot of these people. And if like attracts like and you manifest yourself everywhere you're going, and if you put it out there that it's going to show up, then it would make perfect sense that if I've got a one-track mind for tracking the source of evil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it makes perfect sense that evil would find its way to me, right? That's right. Where attention goes, energy flows. and it manifests. You can't argue with this. This is a fact. So it's like... They have not, and I, obviously, right? The Ferrari crash is proof enough that there's no killing me. It's not even the worst accident I've ever been in. Do you know how many people have threatened to kill me before? Do you know how many people have pulled guns on me before? Do you know how many people have bottled it mm. right before they probably thought themselves they were going to do something stupid? Mm. Quite a lot. And quite recently, I ended up in a situation like that where I thought, I thought I was about to get killed. Mm. And these people were definitely capable, have most likely done it before, and they bottled it. They couldn't do it. Mm. And I just got up and walked out of the room. So this gang stalking thing is very, 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 very real. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I thought it was just me, right? I thought it was crazy. When I start realizing this stuff and I'm putting all these people together and connecting all these dots... I start thinking to myself, am I becoming delusional because I believe it, because I can see it and I'm connecting it? Yep. Is it like, is there something wrong with me that it's me that's wrong and it's I'm, I'm actually making this make sense to myself? But then I start seeing these other people talking about gang stalking. Then I start seeing how the Gettys and the Disneys and all these people are involved. Yep. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this couldn't be happening. And sometimes what they'll do is... So John says to you, Hey, or whoever said to you, Hey, we're looking to sell it. Do you know anyone? And they'll bring the other person to see if you're an honest person. So they know you are, but they test all the time because they, they don't trust, but they, and here you are innocently saying, you know, in your good intention, Hey, I think I know someone. And they're like, and it might be energetic. It might be. It's energetic. No, no, it's energetic. Mm. it's energetic they don't do anything verbal this is all done up here mm. they they've got abilities abilities they're all witches they're all warlocks yeah you know and this carl freer guy people need to go away and google him you won't find too much because he scrubs it from the internet mm. but he's, he's worth googling if you can find out stuff about him but isn't enough funny how the whole world went into lockdown, but Sweden didn't. Sweden didn't go out, right. go into lockdown. Right. What color is the Swedish flag? I don't know. Blue and yellow? It's blue and yellow. <laughs> what color is the European flag? It's blue and yellow. Mm. What, 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 now we're all dealing with this thing going over on near Russia there yeah. Yeah. with this blue and yellow flag flying everywhere. And what color are the Freemasons colors? Mm. They're blue and yellow. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, I read this thing like a book now at this stage after getting through my, am I paranoid? Mm. You know, it's like, no, you're not paranoid. Mm. You have seen this thing 
coming for a very long time. Also, when I was going, I used to travel a lot before all of this started, right? And I don't travel now because I'm not going to walk into one of these traps, these airport traps mm -hmm. where they get people to jump through hoops. Um, tell you something I did notice, though, from jail. When I was in jail, they were holding us in these glass tanks, big glass tanks. Mm. And um, you wouldn't ram a car through the windows of these glass tanks, right? And then I started to notice them pop up in the airports. The last place that you sit before you get on the plane, that holding area where you hand your ticket in, yeah. they're all, they're holding tanks for people, right? They've got the glass around them, this, this glass that they use in prisons. All they have to do is just put the front part on. And nobody's getting out of there. Mm. These Freemasons run and own run and operate all the airports, all the ferry ports. They're the ones that want a passport. If you want to get on our plane, we want a passport. Mm. You know, you got Ryanair. Ryanair is one of the biggest airlines in the world, right? Run out of Ireland. It's blue and, blue and uh, yellow. Mm. All blue and yellow. So they've been, they've been pre-programming people with this for a very long time. And they're using all of this monopoly money right now to get people to sell their properties for these Disney dollars mm. and people are handing over land for a currency that is soon to vamoose and vanish and be worth nothing. Mm. So like there's all of these businesses, these people that you call them business people, but they're not, they're just, they're, they're a, a crew of witches and warlocks. They're all working together. They have to work together because they've been using black magic against people. Mm. So they've gone out to put this thing in everybody, right? Into their arm because they need to get rid of them before the great awakening happens. And everybody realizes, hold on, hold on a second. My life changed after I start interacting with this person. Mm. You know, you start waking up to the witchcraft that people were putting. They're, up, they're fighting for their lives. Mm. You know? Sorry, I just unloaded a lot of stuff there. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that I would like to unload on the world, but it's like, how do you tell this story? How do you tell it chronologically? What do people need to know first and foremost? It's 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 difficult. Sorry, I've got to put my phone on charge for a minute or the internet's going to go. Give me two seconds. Sorry. No problem. No problem. And I think something that's important to everyone listening is whatever fear, if you feel a glint of fear or anything inside you, that's the trauma that you get to heal and face. It's not to be afraid of them or anything, quite frankly. Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. So it is our job to release the fear and receive more love in this time, because those that walk in love will walk in the presence of God and walking in the presence of God to love one another as you love yourself. Don't you want every person to walk in the love of God? It's not the act of doing as much as it is being with one another and holding space for one another. So listening to Trevor share this story, um, his, his experiences and in, in his stories. Yeah, it's intense. And welcome to, welcome to the world that we all have been living in for a very long time. And it's time to liberate your own soul. And 
you know, Trevor said that he's a Christian. He believes in Jesus. He loves Jesus. He loves God. And he calls himself a Christian. Well, let's break down the word Christ. Christ is the Greek word or Christos is the Greek word for Messiah, Mashiach, the Hebrew word. The Messiah, the anointed one, brings freedom. So a Christian is one who brings freedom to another person, true freedom, not a Christian to hey, say the Romans roadmap, believe these things, say, uh-huh, uh-huh, to a few points and say, hey, congratulations, you're, you're, you're saved. No, a true Christian is someone who can hold space, walk someone through their trauma and liberate their soul for this is uh, what we're called to do. So you don't have to be afraid of of anything. It is your job and my job to walk in the love of God, brother. We got you back. Uh, so glad Sorry, to have you back. No, it's good. I was just explaining that people don't need to feel afraid. They don't need to feel fear. They, any fear that might come up listening to this, cause it's intense stuff, right? It's mm-hmm. intense. And, but that's what I'm here for to show people. Sorry to cut across you. Yeah. The reason I, I said this to you before I came on this, you're on a spiritual channel, right? Yeah, yeah. And I like you. And I wanted you to interview me and help me to tell my story. Mm. And I want to apologize for the language that I used. <laughs> I'm Irish, right? So, of course, yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, it's honest. I want to apologize for the way I came out the gates swinging on our first interview and on our second interview. Well, there's a method in my madness, right? The method in my madness was that I want to speak down to these people as much as possible. And I want to chip away at their credibility. Mm. And I want to chip away at their uh, facade that they're holding up Mm. to show people how to speak to them, to stop with the fear. These are just people. We can find these people. We just need to get them. And they've got their security around them or whatever. If the security want to go with them, they can. But the security are the ones that need to step up and say, right, hold on a second. I've got children. Mm -hmm. They're going to grow up in this place. Mm -hmm. You know, and if we let these people get away with what they're doing right now and bring in their little new world order, which is their route, like reform. You know, when the governments talk about reform, what is that? They don't change anything. They reform. They just move the cups around. It hasn't changed. Everything's still the way, you know, the yeah. substance is still there, but it's a reformation to make you feel better about it. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe you won't come after us with the pitchforks and the AK-47s and the shotguns, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, I'm trying to, I sat with this the whole way through. This has been a really hard two years for me. Really hard, really hard. I've had to give up everything. I've had to sell all my cars. I've had to move out of my apartment. I had to lose everything so they wouldn't be able to come after me and take anything, Mm. you know, and fuck with me where, oh, they're taking my stuff. So I had to voluntarily start driving my own life into the ground so they wouldn't have anything to take from me. And then I knew once I'm on my own, I'm anointed by God. They can't come after me. Mm. And I'm speaking the truth. I was always going to speak the truth. And they always knew I was going to. They are afraid of me. They hate me. They can't stand me. But they also admire me. Mm-hmm. They admire my balls. Mm-hmm. Even through the Ferrari crash stuff. I stood with Stefan through that Ferrari crash stuff. I barely knew that guy. I'd hung out with him a few times, you know. I appreciated the trust that he had put in me 
with his cars, you know, he'd given me millions of dollars worth of cars to use for car shows and a few other things. But it turned out he was only using me and my car shows to justify having his cars in the country to begin with. Mm. You know, and since all of this happened, I've I mentioned before, I've had a load of movie offer deals since since the crash, right? Mm. And um Stefan, I told Stefan that I'd had a few movie deal offers and I said we worked on a few you know, a synopsis for movies, like what would it be? And I let writers write a few things, tell me how they would tell the story. And I sent one of them to him one day and uh, he didn't write anything back. Then I found out he messaged a friend of mine from Ireland and he was saying to my friend, uh, he sent him what the, the synopsis that I had sent Stefan, right? Stefan sent it to my friend and he said to my friend, what the fuck is this? He said, who does this guy think he is? He says, that guy is a rat. He called me a rat after I went to jail for him, after I stood by him and I didn't, you know, he knows I hate the police anyway and he knows I'd never, never helped them with any of their stuff anyway. But there's just been a lot more to these stories. Mm. And it's like, I was standing by him and I was standing by the Giddies and I was standing by Disney and I was standing by the Olufsons and I was letting on to them. I was letting on, I wasn't seeing any of this stuff, but I've been taking notes for years. Mm. And they're all in on it. There's no toys about it. And if they weren't in on it to begin with back in the day, they're in on it now. Mm. For sure. Thousand percent. Mm. So I'm here to, I'm hoping that the truth movement will take what I'm saying to them and research. That's all I want them to do is research. And then when they realize what I'm saying is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, they need to syndicate that Mm. and get it out there and get the real truth out there. And then we need to do something about it, but we need to do something about it now. This year, they have made all of us go through crazy winters for the last two years. Yeah. They're running us out of fuel. They're running us out of uh, food. They're running us out of masonry tools. Masonry, Jesus, masonry tools, right? Like like wood, mm-hmm. concrete, all these things that they control. They control our, uh, what do you call those? Trades? That's it. Yeah. No, no, what do, you, what do you call the... the commodities yeah the commodities of earth right so they're going they're going taking over land that they took to begin with they came in and took years ago with our wars right now they're organ now they're they're digging up quarries and they're selling stone and they've got all of this shit going on on land that they stole and they're selling it back to us Mm. they're selling us our own stuff back to us they've given themselves the authority to sell us our own fucking stuff to cut down our own trees and sell it to us. Mm. Then they they did away with all of our farms. All of our farms are gone in every country. Mm. And they're shipping food in from other countries. So un, until we've forgotten about farming and we don't know how to farm anymore. Mm-hmm. And that they own all the land. Then yeah. they control the food supply. Yeah. What did Henry Kissinger say? Control the food, you control the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I personally believe that... If these food shortages come, which I don't care if they come, right? What happens when you uh, when you stop eating? Fast. You, you cleanse. Clear. You fast. Yeah, cleanse, yeah. 
Then what happens? You become spiritually aligned. Yeah. So let them do whatever they're going to do. You know? Well, not really. We need to stop them. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But we need to let this game play out now. But we, we all need to start getting ready to go after them. And I'm telling you to go after. Mm. I'm telling you to go after. Bill Gates works for these people. Correct. He's just a figurehead. He's an actor with yeah. little pins in his pocket and all this bullshit. And the, you, the internet is a fucking lie. The, their computers are a lie. They're using frequencies that are already exist in the ether. Right? I know I said I was going to talk about this the last time, but they're using the frequencies that exist in the ether to make Wi-Fi work, to make Bluetooth work, to make electricity work. Mm. Yeah, mm. And, they're, and they're destroying all the planet with all of these wires, right? So if they dig up all of the copper, turn it into wires so they can sell us the energy that's already free on planet Earth. But the reality is, is that you don't need all of these wires to have free energy. Right. And, we, right. and the fuel as well, we've given, you know, that meme going around, we've given... Uh, We've given the commodities of Earth to control by psychopaths. You know, the psychopaths. Yeah. yeah. I was like, we're letting them do it. And the only reason we're letting them do it is because we don't have a together community anymore. So nobody's talking to each other. People can't sit down and say to each other, we should probably do something now. If we care about our kids and, you know, when we get old and we're in wheelchairs, we're hoping that, you know, some Nazi's not going to wheel us into a room and fill it with gas and kill us. Yeah. But then the whole, um, all of it's lies, man. Auschwitz is lies. Mm. You know, it's all lies. All of it's lies. Mm. The Nazis are just bullshitters. They're reptilian. They're not human. They're not what we are. They're not from the God of love. Mm. They're, they're, um, they're, they're like cuckoos. You know, cuckoos go take other people's nests, right? Or, or other birds' nests. Right. And they're here destroying us from consciousness destroying our land they're targeting our ancestors mm. in in the next dimension they're enslaving our ancestors as well and I, I don't know if people know that but like your dead grandfather is actually going through it because of these people as well they, they know how to mess with people in the next dimension by messing with their family here so it's they a show, very deep rabbit hole they show that in the um the show man in the high castle at the end, the Nazis figured out how to enter every one of the multiverses and they took them all. That was their goal is to take over every multiverse. Yeah. mention. Yeah. Yeah. But they've lost a lot of those wars now in those other dimensions. And we're the, we're the, we're the last, the last, you know, domino to fall, but the domino will be falling in our favor, not in their favor. That's right. So it's like my message to people right now is who do you want to be? Yeah. In this story, right? Do you want to be a hero or do you want to be a little bitch that bent over and let it happen? <laughs> I you mean, know, you're, 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 your grandchildren are going to be talking about you. Yeah. What do you want to say? What, what do you want to hear when you're in the next dimension looking at your grandchildren growing up telling their grandchildren about their grandfather who sat back and did nothing, didn't even say send out memes could have just sent out even a few memes because we're taking them down with memes and links yeah. yeah yeah i've done most of my damage to them in my pajamas in bed on my phone just putting out information that i knew to be true mm. and, and i have a lot of people who follow me who have a big following and i've been giving them the information to syndicate 
to mm. their following. So it's like, I'm laughing at them the whole way through. I don't care. I don't care. Thank you. I don't care. I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And I proved that to them all the way back then. And I've been proving it the whole way through. They've known that I'm going to do this. And they call me. All I have to do is think about them. Mm. Right. And all of a sudden the phone vibrates and I get a message from them. It's crazy. Yeah. But nobody would believe you. None of these NPCs or any of these three deers or anybody who listens to the broadcast news, none of them will listen to this. But the star seats are here now. We've risen. Yeah. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Yeah. This is it. And this is it. This is it. This is it. It's so you much- just woke up here one day, right? You just woke up here one day. And all of a sudden, your name was Lucas. And they're your family. And this is where you go to school. Yeah, they're going to teach you about the universe, but they don't. They just teach you how to live in a corporate society and teach you how to become a slave for one of these corporate entities. They get you in school first and they break you down and they make you treat these teachers like royalty and call them sir and miss and, mm. you know, and sit there and stand up and walk around like this and put these things on their faces. Right now they've got children. I don't know if now I'd say a lot of people have taken their kids out of school, but yeah. they had the windows open in the schools while the kids were in class. Insane. So they would catch a cold. Crazy. You know, a lot of the way through this, I've been thinking, right, is Trump doing something? Like, is it, where, where's the white hats and all? But then you see things like, newborn babies get getting a PCR test and they're shoving these things up a baby's nose, breaking the membrane between their nose and their brain. And then they're dropping all of these chemicals from the sky and we're all breathing it in. Don't know about you. I've got this big lump in my throat. I've got something stuck in the back of my nose. I'm constantly, you know, spitting stuff up because it's all in the air. All you have to do is look up. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's so much to all this. And yet here's what, here's what I want to say. I have this download. I, I told you, I, you're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm really doing well. I had this download last week and I think this is applicable. And I think this will thread this all really well mm-hmm. there. And I'm going to say a verse in the Bible, but it's very important verse. I think everyone needs to understand. Ironically, it's Proverbs three thirty three, So three, three, three. But it says this, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth, ETH of a verb, never ends, runneth, asketh, seeketh, never ends, blesseth, continually, forever, he blesseth the habitation of the just. Wow. So the download I got this week, because, you know, we're talking about these things and some people might get afraid or overwhelmed in my whole life. I'm like, where's the justice? Like, you know, the, even the pocket that I grew up in, in that form and function, like, where's the justice? Where's the justice? Like, where's the justice? And the justice is the one who's causing it. But check this out. Check this out. It sucked my energy out. Every time I would focus on where's the justice, it would just make me angry. I would realize that it is unjust. And then I would be in the injustice of the unjust. And so when I put my energy into that, 
it would just suck out everything in me. I was right. I'm not wrong. They do deserve equal measure to their actions, which is beyond what any human can do to them, which is where a, a divine uh, recompense comes in. Karma. And yet I saw that it was like this tornado. The house of the wicked is just this tornado. And every time I give it my energy, it just sucks it right out. It just sucks it right out. And I never get it back. And then I get a salary in return of my day, you know, and we never get salaries enough to feel free. So we're always in this wheel. So the, and I called this the matrix looking at where there is, there's no justice in the matrix. No, it will just suck it right out, suck it right out. And then God showed me, but look over here. And he said, what, when you and I, when we invest in each other, like any for forever, I mean, you know, me now I know you energetically, we know each other yeah. and that energy is never loosed. It's never mm. gone. It's never, it cannot be siphoned. And God mm. said, there is always justice. There is always justice when we focus on the vision that we want for our lives, when what we want to create together, what we are here to do together, we will always manifest it with those that we choose to manifest, which is why the word is just mm. us, just us. Now, this is how I thread this through. So when we just us, the light workers, you said star sees all the, when the light, when the children of the light come in and manifest and start creating the world and focusing not on the darkness that, and I'm not saying, and I, everyone listening, I told Trevor this, I'm glad you're bringing this up because you're bringing it into the light. It's not talking about darkness or we're going in the darkness. Yeah. It's bringing the darkness into the light. Everyone can look at it and then we can say, okay. This is what we are going to create again. We will, this land is our land. God gave us dominion over this land. No, no rights, rituals, contracts of any timeline, any dimension by any beast, any creature, any one, any word, any vibrational, anything can supersede the most high God who gave us this land. And we have forgotten or humanity has forgotten and we are remembering and they have to go now they have to go yeah. now and because there's no more time pass they're taking as many as they can with them because yeah. they are into murder suicide but yeah. guess what even those that try to claim that are marked with the seal of god they cannot touch and so i'm yeah. sharing all this is to say i'm so glad you're bringing yes everyone researching everyone walk it's it's time to not it's to see it and then create what we are here to create. The new earth. The opposite is, of that. Yes. We need to invert what they have inverted yes. in order to make our way back to where we are. Yes. It's like when you were saying earlier about when they loose you and they take all of your energy, you end up with a box in that box, yes. in that Metatron's cube box. That's why all of these satanic Jews are worshipping this black box, the Mecca Mecca, they're walking around a black box. The Jews in Israel have those little black boxes stuck to their head that's and they're putting their head up against that wall. I don't know what the fuck that's doing, but this is what they're doing. But because they worship that box that we have our heads in, that we're spiritually disconnected so they could just take everything. But there's one thing that Carl Schwab said, or whatever his name, Anil Schwab, that he, 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 he nailed. There's one thing that he said. He said, you will own nothing. 
and you will be happy. Mm. It's a fact. You will own nothing and you will be happy because when we're finished doing what we're doing, the star seeds here, people are going to realize that you'd already own nothing. You can't take this shit with you. Yeah, we're right. just, we're, at, we're, we're in a big carnival and all of these rides and all these things that we're using to take up, you know, to, mm. to help keep us op- occupied. So we don't think about our trauma. None of that belongs to you anyway. When you die, it's just left here and there's people lining up to take your shit anyway so when you realign with spirit and you come back to spirit you're going to realize none of this was yours anyway but when we get rid of them and i'm not going out to buy land or get any of that so if i'm going out to take land i'm not going to mm. buy anything anymore i'm coming out to retake my shit back mm. when that happens it's it's not mine. I'm just sitting on it while I'm here. I'm just gonna use it while I'm here. And I'm gonna pass it on to somebody else when I leave. Just like that's how it really is anyway. But you've got them middlemanning things with their solicitors and their lawyers and their bankers and all this stuff. And they're just tricking us into using this fake money so mm. they can just loose our land. Loose everything, take everything, sell us our own fucking shit because they've been so successful in driving us apart. But when we come back together, it's like if I've got six of something and you need one of that something that I have six of, I'm like, take it. I don't need it. You know? Yeah, that's right. We just have to end it. It's like we've all done the research. We've watched all the stuff. We're all on Instagram every day sharing the same information in the shape of a different meme that needs to stop now the marches i've i i've i led two million people through london last summer at a march mm. and i've done all of these marches in london and, and in ireland and other places and it's like we're just walking around in circles and they're probably in the astral works just going around lucian off of us and nothing's coming of it you all you've got is two million instagrammers who are getting people to like on pictures and oh they really like that one and it's like but what are you actually doing about it mm. then you got people like me right that just lay it all on the line all of it my life everything and just being like right here's the truth we need to do something about it mm. and i'm willing to put my life on the line just to give you the information that you need so your children can right. have some kind of a life i don't even have children so when, when, when's it gonna be? I need we, we need an army. Where are my star seeds? Mm. We need to get together. We need to become an army of great minds. Because mm. see, what these people want is to organize new wars and and pit us against each other and get us to even go and kill them. Because if we kill them, we're carrying on much of the same of what they've been yeah, doing. That's right. So we have to be very very smart. We need to get our hands on them. On those individuals, we need to get our hands, grab them by the fucking face, put them in the trunk of the car, maybe in a black bag, or maybe put them in a carpet or roll them up in carpet or something. And we need to take them somewhere and keep them away from people. Yeah. They're also witches and warlocks. We need to, we need to spiritually bind them. We need to hex them. We need to, we need to uh, mask up their mouths so they can't speak to anybody. Yeah. We need to shut them the fuck up. Mm. That's what we need to do. I want look, I would love to go out and kill them, right? But that's we cannot do that. That's no. the last thing we should be doing. No. We there and also we can't go along with their narrative and their laws because their laws are fictitious. They don't exist. 
They only exist because you're you're agreeing to go along with these law. Law is land, air, and water. And the reason they call it the law is because they have taken dominion over land, air, and water mm. and the ether, but they never ever speak about the ether. Mm. They need to go. This yeah. is it. Yeah. They want to, if people want to know who they are, I'm telling you who they are. Also, mm. I've key, I actually have keys to the Oliphant's house in Iceland. I still have a key to his house. And you know, we need to go after these people. We need to go after the Gettys. But I've already, you know, spiritually, I'm doing a lot behind the scenes, spiritually against these people as well. Look at Disney. Disney's starting to fall apart now. Right, right. I did a return to sender on Disney because he's been using black magic on me for years. So I simply did a return to sender. I send back what you sent to, sent to me times 10. May you reap what you deserve. Yeah. Skin yeah. and nerve. Yeah. And I sent it back, and I kid you not, but three or four days later, all of a sudden, Disney's all over the news. Mm. I was like, whoa. But at the same time, these returns to senders and things like that wouldn't work unless they sent you dark magic. And it, like, if, if I give a, if I sent you a return to sender right now, I would just get back 10 times love because that's yeah. all you ever send me is love. So, yeah. so, so if I did a return to sender to people yeah. the and they sent me action. love, yeah. if they sent me love, they're getting back 10 times more love. But if you sent me darkness, yeah. you're going to pay for that. The Grim Reaper is coming for you. Right, right now, Disney's life is falling apart. His mom's life is falling apart. She did shit to me as well. His, his uncle did stuff to me as well. I'm going to talk about him in another talk. Mm. But, um, they sent, they sent that my direction and I've sent it back to them and now it's starting to really make waves in the world. Mm. Coincidentally. That's why... Yeah. I mean, there's so much. We gotta use the word. We gotta use the right... Look, they want us to pray, right? The Catholic Church and all these places want us to go places and flap our guns to their beat of their drum. They want us to say the words and the things that they want to say, right? Because words cast spells, mm. right? What if you were to speak and reach out to spirit yourself in your own way and ask spirit to guide you and ask spirit to take from you whatever's been laid upon you that doesn't belong to you and to send it back from wherever it came. If we were to deal with it in this fashion, without getting reckless with magic, right? You don't send magic spells to anybody. But if you send a return to sender, yep. I reckon you'd never have to. You'd never have to lift a finger at any of these people because very quickly, the black magic that they sent out to people, it's gonna just come for them in a fucking tidal wave. Yeah, and it's happening right now. Karma, karma's very real. Karma's scary, man. You know. We've, have you ever seen the movie uh, Final Destination? Mm -mm. Final Destination is about, you know, a supernatural movie about when the Grim Reaper comes or when death is, you know, on somebody's tail and like parts are falling off cars and planes and stuff like that. That's very, very real. That's the universe mm. at work. Mm. That's witchcraft. You know, witchcraft is just a made up name. It's divinity. It's divine. You're divine. Yeah. Yeah. They killed all of the witches in Salem, right? There was way more witches all over the world, right? But Which, everybody polarizes. Way, Salem means peace. So the witches yeah, you, are peace. 
you said that yeah you were telling me about that i never knew that but they they polarized salem right so the whole world massive vast place puts everything on one little place oh yeah there was these witches in salem and they caused so much problems so all of the men from the village got together and they burned these ladies they just tied them to a pole and they burned them now they didn't they took the white witches that were onto the dark witches and the dark witches were the ones that burned the white witches disconnecting us from our divinity and our connection to source and our our way of of communicating with source for help yeah am i making sense yeah brother i immediately i'm thinking about uh obi-wan kenobi telling darth vader if you strike me down i'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine like that's what a lot of those witches gave gave their life and i always say this and you know it's the message i'm here to give this is to continually walk in the love of god yeah walk in the love of spirit walk in the presence of spirit because when we do that not only do we have full authority over all timelines all dimensions all dominion over all rights and contracts, blood contracts, death contracts, black magic, white magic, red magic, green magic, blue magic, yellow magic, all of it. Yeah. When we walk in the love of God. Not only does it not penetrate, but everything is rebound always because the return to sender is the law of love. You get what you give. That's called yeah. the karmic law. Why love is not this touchy feely soft kumbaya. Love is to give what yeah. we put out. We receive yeah. without without measure so yeah and, and remember the thing that they said remember remember your kids the saying i'm rubber and you're glue whatever you send to me gets sent back to you and that's sticks right. to you that's right yeah that's right that's like the p they're always out pointing fingers you know that's what the media does right yeah. the disney getty run media across the planet they just make up stories to get people to go out and point fingers at each other while these people are behind door closed doors taking children from, from cps mm. and sacrificing them to their god because witchcraft that they did got sent back to them and their god requires them to sacrifice and give them blood give blood to their, their god right satan to call off the demons mm-hmm. and right now the fucking demons that they sent out on people and on me are being are eating them alive they right. can't hide they've got all their underground bunkers right and it's like how do you think you can hide yeah, in an underground hide bunker the it. bunker is still in the universe right. this is universe wide that's right right fair enough we might get to view your demise because you're underground yeah. we might remotely when we all come online right remote view but you're not going to escape this there's nowhere to go and if I don't fucking get you here, I'll get you in the next dimension. I will never forget these people. They've ruined my great awakening. I didn't get to go through this great awakening <laughs> and, have, and have it organically and have yeah. an amazing time like everybody else because I know all of these things and I'm going around holding all this in and it's fucking with my head. Mm. You know, I, I already feel better. Now I'm through my what? Fifth or sixth interview, right? Overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm starting to feel lighter because I'm speaking my truth. Yeah, that's right. And when I get all of this shite out of my system, right? Because it's shite. That's what it is, right? When I get all of this shite out of my system, only then 
will I be able to find peace? And will I be able to fully deflate and relax? But not until these people are gone. And and I will say, you know, they've caused a lot of problems for me, an awful lot. And they've sent a lot of witchcraft my way. But I mean, they were always nice to me in the same way. You know what I mean? They, they, but that's what you do. This is a Hegelian dialect. Yeah. Yep. This is how they operate. Right. They go to mystery schools and everybody else goes to these corporate slave schools. Right. Workhouses. Right. Oliver Twist style. I got to wrap, brother, but I just want you to know I love you. Um, where can people find you, follow you, and support you if they if they feel so inclined? Because I know you could use some support. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, aka underscore Trev underscore K underscore one. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Trevor Carney, K-A-R-N-E-Y. And if anybody would like to help me out and maybe send me something on PayPal, I'd really appreciate it. You know, obviously it, it, my ego is taking a hit right now. I'm having to say this, but I have given up everything. Yeah. Okay. And when I say I've sold everything, I've sold everything and I don't have anything left and I need to just survive and keep myself fed. My laptop's on its last legs. My phone's on its last legs. And I'm just trying to survive and I'm trying to get my information out there, but it's like, it's making it impossible for me to do more talks and try and be in this a lot more because I don't have the money to do it. Right. You know, I, I, I really, I'm finding it hard to survive right now. So if anybody would like to help me out with that, my, my PayPal is fastfactorytrev at gmail.com. Anything you send to me is greatly appreciated. And along the line, when I get back on my feet, which I will be getting back on my feet and which I will be building again, bigger than I ever did before, I'll send what you sent to me. I'll send it back to you times three. Mm, I love it. Well, so I'll put you. all those links in the, the show notes. And this yeah, and another- if you don't mind, if you don't mind, uh, we didn't mention on this show that I also did an interview with Nicholas Benyamin this week. Yep. It's gone out. It's, it's kind of going viral right now. Mm. And then I've got uh, my part one and part two with you. And then I also have an interview that I did with ex-CIA NSA contractor Stephen Kelly. Um, so people, if they want to watch that stuff as well and, and send that stuff out and share that and share my message, I really, really appreciate that. You got it, I'm doing this for you guys. I'm not doing this for me. Mm. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for your children. I'm doing it so when we incarnate back in here and we come back in our next life that we're not incarnating into a fucking prison system. We're incarnating into a free, beautiful earth. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, like I said, opening this podcast episode, go within, find the love of God and shine brightly, dear brothers and sisters. Shine brightly. And brother Trevor, Again, I honor your courage, brother. I honor your stance and I honor you sharing your story. A lot of people would cave into the pressure, um, would give in. So many people have sold their souls for money, for a fiat currency. It's, it's very sad. And yet we are here to rejoice that light has overcome darkness. Life has overcome death. And we, the light bearers, the light bringers, the ones that walk in the love of the most high God are here to help liberate every soul that's still stuck in the matrix system, the slavery of the new system, the, the economic fear-based system and say, come out, come into the love, come into the light 
where abundance, where nature, where receiving and releasing is the constant state and everything is going to work out. Dear brothers and sisters, I bless you, bless you, bless you with love. I bless you with light. I bless you with truth, beauty, and goodness. Everything is going to be okay. And if you are so inclined, please go check out Trevor's other podcast interviews. You can find episode one and two. Um, also go find the interview with Nicholas and Steven. Um, I will put those in the show notes. And then also, if you can support Trevor through PayPal, that would support him and uh, be a big blessing to him during this time. Hi, everyone. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Thank you for joining. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.